0: Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and Spider-Man has returned to the MCU, with Disney and Sony finally agreeing on a deal that would allow at least two more movies with Tom Holland Spider-Man as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Marvel head Kevin Feige back co-producing the upcoming third Spider-Man movie, which now has just gotta be titled, Spider-Man Back Home, Welcome Home, Home Again, No Place Like Home, Home Sweet Home, or just as should be Spider-Man, insert this clip. I want Spider-Man! Anyway, I'm going to break down what this new deal is, the insane story behind how it came together, and what it means for every future Spider-Man film appearance. Of course, these next two and beyond, because this apparent victory is really just one move in a long game plan that even Nick Fury would have trouble seeing through. So here it is. The new Spider-Man MCU deal explained. Okay, recently Marvel head Kevin Feige, Sony exec Tom Rothman, and Disney execs Alan Horn and Alan Bergman sat down to work out a plan to extend the deal for the studios to co-produce Spider-Man as they've been doing since 2015. Feige helps produce Sony Tom Holland Spider-Man movies in the MCU for a small cut of the profit and gets to feature that same Spider-Man in his own MCU team-up movies. Talks to extend this partnership past Far From Home broke down last month over Disney wanting to increase their profit share from 5% to 50% and Sony said no. Sony actually hinted that Feige was too busy for Spider-Man which we now might be able to interpret as a veiled nod at the big new Star Wars project that Feige has in works. But now a new deal has been signed for at least two more films. First, a third Spider-Man film, a follow-up to Far From Home, with Tom Holland, produced by Feige, in which Disney co-finances and profits 25%. This movie will come out on July 16th, 2021. And second, a future TBD film in Disney's Marvel lineup in which Spider-Man can appear, as he did in Civil War, Infinity War, and nguar Presumably, this film will come out sometime in 2022, maybe 2023, but more on that in a bit. Let us start with Spider-Man 3, coming July 2021. Plugging this into Marvel's Phase 4 lineup, this film will come two months after Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, coming May 2021, and four months before Thor Love and Thunder, coming November 2021. With Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings coming February 2021, that means we're gonna have four MCU films in 2021. Nice bounce back from only having two in 2020, and that's gonna be on top of four new Marvel series streaming on Disney Plus in 2021, WandaVision, Loki, What If, and Hawkeye. The Far From Home screenwriters Chris McKenna and Eric Summers began drafting the third movie script last summer, and these negotiations haven't necessarily changed the core narrative of that film. MCU, or no MCU, the third film was always, almost certainly going to deal with the ramifications of Peter Parker being publicly outed by J. Jonah Jameson's Daily Bugle, and we've speculated that he could now face spidey villains like the Sinister Six, Norman Osborn, Kraven the Hunter, and or a crossover with Venom and Carnage. But now that this deal has been reached, Peter can continue to face these challenges in a world populated by the other Avengers. In addition to Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Nick Fury, and really the whole legacy of Tony Stark. Like, Spider-Man can still use the Stark tech of the Iron Spider armor. He never has to avoid swinging past Avengers Tower. And Aunt May doesn't have to break up with Happy Hogan anymore. I see that as an absolute win. This also keeps the door open to go deeper into the conspiracy surrounding Mysterio and his team of former Stark engineers. Like many of you, we continue to question the circumstances around Quentin Beck's death. And we don't even know if Quentin Beck was his name, and now characters like William Gintereva, who as a Stark employee was more of an MCU figure, can continue to play a role in Spider-Man's narrative. That also goes for the double twist in the second Far From Home post-credits scene, Nick Fury's partnership with the shapeshifting scrolls. This now gives Peter another tactic to try to help clear his name. Simply release footage of a shape shapeshifting into Peter Parker's Spider-Man and blame it all on the scroll. Yeah, try to do something with that, Jameson. Actually, he would love to do something with that. But it's this second film that presents the most possibilities because this gives us a look furthest into the MCU future, the next major tentpole crossover event. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Thor and Thunder look real exciting, but this isn't the big tamale! Are, are big tamales the thing? Is it hot tamale? Whatever, there's there's some kind of MCU delicious Mexican food that's out there that we don't know about. And we've yet to see if Marvel will continue with Avengers films, this would be the fifth, or if the Avengers title was specific to Marvel's Infinity Saga, and they got different kind of crossover events planned for the future. Like an alternate team of option could be the Fantastic Four. Spider-Man has historically had close connections with Johnny Storm, Reed Richards, Sue Storm, and Ben Grimm throughout the comics history. Marvel's first family, more than any of the other Fox properties that Marvel reacquired, are beyond ready for a reboot. And introducing the Fantastic Four would allow Feige to also introduce the Silver Surfer and Galactus Eater of Worlds as the new Big Bad, a character he has hinted at before in interviews. Have you seen Vice? Little, 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 cameo, little Galactus right. cameo in there. <laughs> and Spider-Man's MCU appearances have featured a few possible Easter eggs referencing these Fantastic Four plans, if they exist. Far From Home ended with Peter and MJ in front of a sign reading, we are so excited to show you what comes next. One, two, three, then question mark. And this was after Peter glided through a newly constructed atrium in the old Avengers Tower, suggesting new occupants, possibly the Fantastic Four turning the tower into the new Baxter building. Also one of final shots of Spider-Man Homecoming showed Peter in Avengers HQ watching a jet take off, and we have no idea who that was, and Peter was framed perfectly perfectly in front of the A logo to make that A look almost like A4. But another possible team up for Spider-Man in the MCU could be with the mutants. One rumor during these negotiations suggested there might have been some plans to show Peter in college teaming up with Iceman and Firestar, like the 80s animated series Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Now Iceman and Firestar are mutants in the Marvel comics, and they could be a way in the MCU to introduce an even larger community of mutants. Marvel could also consider moving in a more grounded direction for its future, storylines. In which case, Spider-Man could team up with Blade, whom we know will have a reboot starring Mahershala Ali sometime in Marvel's future. Similarly, Spider-Man could team up with a rebooted Matt Murdock Daredevil. Now that the Netflix series is finished, with Peter Parker now being labeled a murderer, he really could use the best defense attorney in New York. And while we're on that subject, Jennifer Walters in the upcoming She-Hulk series could be a great inclusion on this legal dream team. Now, as I said, this latest Disney-Sony deal is for only two movies for now. They may renegotiate and extend the deal beyond that, or Marvel may be using these two movies to wind down this Peter Parker's arc in the MCU in a way that provides closure. In his statement, Feige said that Spider-Man is, quote, the only superhero with the superpower to cross cinematic universes. So as Sony continues to develop their own Spideyverse, you never know what surprises the future might hold. Huh, that is a pretty cryptic and seemingly generous statement that allows for a hypothetical future in which Spider-Man lives on in a universe outside the MCU. That could imply some plan, using the rules the MCU has established with parallel timelines within the multiverse to transition Peter Parker out of this reality, maybe starting with the events of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Perhaps Feige's offer to Sony was, look, let's close out this six chapter story arc of Tom Holland, Peter Parker properly in the cinematic universe he belongs in. Then once we say goodbye to him, you, Sony, can start fresh in your own Sony Spider-Verse with a live action Miles Morales or Gwen Stacy or Miguel O'Hara, and maybe an older mentor version of Peter that no fan will complain if you recast. By that point Feige will have had two more whole movies with Peter Parker to introduce a new voice in the MCU to carry that torch of youthful wisecracking and wish fulfillment. Like Richard Rider Nova, Bobby Drake Iceman, Johnny Storm Human Torch. All this sounds pretty nice and kumbaya, but here's the true deal folks by who knows what surprises could come up. Feige's really saying, I want blood. Because by the time this deal ends in 2022 or 2023, the world that we know will have changed in at least two key ways. First, Tom Holland, who has two Spider-Man movies left on his contract with Sony, will probably be ready to move on to acting roles that don't require him to worry about spoiling everything in an interview. And then Sony, forced to shift gears yet again, will have even less leverage than they do now. And two, three to four years of Scott Skyrocketing profits from its film releases, streaming service, theme park attractions, and merchandising, including all of the profits from Spider-Man merch, will make Disney profitable enough to make Sony an offer they can't refuse and buy out Sony's film and TV properties just like they did with Fox. Now I know that's a lot of money and it seems a bit unlikely, but I would say it was way less likely for a media mogul like Rupert Murdoch to ever sell any piece of his Fox empire, and that happened, everyone's got a number, Feige wants his Spider-Man! now, with 20% more of the profits of the Spider-Man movies he's gonna help Sony make, he has positioned Disney even closer to being able to drown Sony in cash in three or four years, buy back Spider-Man, and reunite the whole Marvel family under one film studio and within one cinematic universe. So while this whole scare might have just been staged, and the plan was always to extend the deal, the play wasn't on us. It was on Sony and every rival film studio who has something Disney wants. And we were just part of the outrage machine that helped force Sony me back to the table. Being a sheep never felt so great. Spider-Man is back! But hey, that's just my explanation. But shifting to less cynical things, what team up MCU event do you want to see Spider-Man in? Comment down below with your thoughts on all this, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at EABoss, and subscribe to New Rockstars to get all your Marvel mysteries explained. Thank you for joining me, and while Tom Holland had a perfect Instagram post to sum up his feelings, I'm not leaving! It was by far Jeff Goldblum who had the best take a whole freaking month ago. It's looking like Spider-Man may go back to Sony and not be part of the MCU anymore. Uh, uh, I don't know. It'll all work out, I'm sure. Uh, Good luck. Uh, I'll figure it out. He's so weird.